Hello, welcome to Prince Track by Track. I'm your host, Darren, and today we're going to be talking about Bob George from The Black Album. Uh, recorded on the 7th of December 1986 at Sunset Sound, and first heard by the public on the 9th of September 1988, and first officially released on the 19th of April 1989. Um, though the Black Album itself was originally going to be released on the 8th of December 1987, but was finally released on the 21st of November 1994 here in the UK. It was released one day later in the, in America. I don't know why. It took a while for Bob George to kind of get out there, having been recorded in 1986 and released in 1994. Um, you know, even to 1988, that's quite a distance. But yeah, on the track it is just Prince by himself, although obviously playing the various different roles, uh, doing some voices of some policemen, um, <laughs> making some gun sound effects... Uh, really kind of go into town. The track is 5 minutes 36, uh, or as it appears on um, Love Sexy Live Part 2, it is 2 minutes 54. Uh, joining me to talk about this is Victor Azevedo. Hello, Victor. Uh, hey, Darren. And in terms of a genre, I don't know if you could say that this is Prince's first attempt at rap, you know, because it, it you know, it, it doesn't really, there's no real singing in this. It is just Prince playing this, this role of, I don't know, the person who isn't Bob George. This is a weird thing is uh, you expect, <laughs> you expect because it's called Bob George that maybe Prince is Bob George, but he's not. Bob George is nope. a, a third party um, who is not involved in this story directly, but is Prince's manager, you know, which obviously he'll refer to Prince in a very specific way later in the song. But yeah, so it's, you know, we, do, we don't, we never meet Bob George. We never really get an idea of other than him being a manager for rock stars. That's literally all we know about Bob George. Uh, this is, this is a song that is addressed from a person who, um, we find out later on has a gun. That's pretty much all, all we know about this person, and is going out with this person who is having an affair with Bob George. Um, you know that is that is kind of all it is, and you know it's delivered in this kind of um, this altered voice, uh, which isn't Camille uh, because obviously Camille is slightly higher, uh, but it you know it, it's a it's Prince but in a lower register, so. Uh, I don't know. I don't know that the character ever got a name. Although I, it feels to me that this is probably Spooky Electric in terms of the you know the story of what happened with the Black Album, um, and how you know Pr Prince talks about how Spooky Electric was the one that kind of tempted him into making this album. Um, so I'm guessing this is like to me this feels like the closest manifestation that we get on this album of the idea of what spooky electric is because the funny thing too with the the live video he actually makes the call in the song and he says i'm hi hello it's camille which is just totally pros you as well yeah so it's like yeah it makes no like obviously that's the first time he's done it so he's probably still kind of playing with the song maybe and then maybe yeah. it was camille first and they decided to go with the other character which is and the other thing with this this song too probably me if i'm wrong this is pretty much the most sinister Prince song he's done, isn't it? Has to be, or close to. There are some other Prince songs, you know. Um, you know, I'm trying to remember that one B side where you know he's he's hanging around outside. I mean, Irresistible Bitch is pretty dark because you know you talk, you're talking about a relationship where Prince is effectively wanting to be abused by someone. Um, so you know, this is I wouldn't say it's the you know it, it certainly is up there because. You know, this is one of the, I mean, when it's performed live, um, you know, as it was on the Love Sexy tour uh, and pretty much no, <laughs> nowhere else, you know, after after Prince did it on the, the Love Sexy tour, he kind of just he stopped doing the song altogether. 
Um, you know, and the the concert, you know, on the 9th of September, 1988 at West Fallon in, in Dortmund, you know, that was that was broadcast live on the 9th of September. And, you know, that was the first time anyone heard this song, you know, before the Black Album was eventually released. You know, like Prince, he <laughs> he gets shot by the rest of his band who all point their guitars towards him. And then we hear like a gunshot. And then, you know, I think it's kind of left up to the audience to decide whether or not Bob George kind of kills himself before the police can kill him like that to me that seems like there's a bit of ambiguity there um but yeah i mean the lyrics themselves you know you kind of (laughs) it opens up with this this whole thing of um you know new coat that's nice did you buy it yeah right (laughs) you've seen that rich motherfucker again you know the one i'm talking about and then we get a description of bob george which is that slick back paddy again (laughs) a prince with a, a, a racial slur there uh with all the gold in his mouth don't try and play me for yesterday's fool because I'll slap your ass into the middle of the next ring. And then he says, I'm sorry, baby. That's the rules. And I, I mean, to me, like watching the first time I ever heard about Bob George, obviously was that live performance because I had the, the VHS of, of, of um, you know, of Love Sexy. Seeing Prince kind of performing this, being this kind of like abusive boyfriend. Yeah. It's such a, you know, and he's wearing this leather jacket and he has... Like, you know, these these weird kind of sunglasses on and like he's really kind of getting into a character. Yeah. Someone being cheated on, you know, that's not a good thing. But at the yeah. same time, the whole kind of I'll slap your ass into the middle of next week. Yeah, it's really weird, too, because there's like tons of Prince songs where he's been betrayed. Like he's had cheating yeah. women. There's tons of songs. But usually he just pines after them, you know, like 17 days and, or, you know, songs yeah. like that. He's always pining. This, it's like it, it goes into the whole this album was so dark that they didn't want to release it because they thought Love Sexy would be, oh, that's why he did Love Sexy Love Sexy was the, the total opposite of this and that's I think that's it just it's so dark and I don't know what I'm kind of curious how this album would have went if it actually was released instead of Love Sexy I'm curious I'm really really curious how it would have went so I think it would have yeah. thrown people off definitely especially this song oh god yeah, definitely this song would definitely thrown people we go from this this picture of you know who who Bob George is uh, to the kind of uh, I don't know if I, it's I mean at this point it's kind of cliched where he says I pay the rent of this raggedy motherfucker and all you do is suck up food and heat <laughs> like the idea that this person is leeching off this person and that's what makes this even worse it's like you're cheating on them with this person who is is rich yeah. and yet I'm the one who's paying all the bills and you know like this, this kind of the put upon like you know, husband who's or you know out working to pay all the bills. I don't know. It's it's a really weird kind of like cliche that kind of Prince puts into this song. Yeah. Um, and then you know he goes on the attack with the whole you know for someone who can't stand them TV dinners, you sure do eat enough of them motherfuckers. <laughs> it's like, uh, which I guess it's, it's. I mean, it's a little bit funny, but yeah. I, at the same time, it's like it's this dark. kind of this really kind of abusive relationship that yeah. this person is in with with the kind of the protagonist of this song. Um, you know, and when he's like, who bought you that diamond ring? And then he's like, since when did you have a job? And then, of course, he goes back to the, you seen that rich motherfucker again. What's his name? Bob. And I love the whole Bob. Ain't that a bitch? Like he doesn't <laughs> like kind of making fun of the person's name. I don't know. I, I, it's just a funny little touch that I, I, you know, that I enjoy, you know. And then he's, you know, he's saying, what's he do for a living? Manage rock stars. And then, of course, possibly the one line that, you know, a number of people know from this song where he's like, who, Prince? This skinny motherfucker with the hard voice. And the thing is, you know, Prince himself used that as a name. You know, he would call himself the skinny motherfucker with the high voice. And I I just kind of love that this is the song where that comes from, you know. 
I just, I mean, it's it's like such a it's it's such a weird thing to have, you know, a certain level of humor yeah. in you know what is a song about a very abusive relationship. Yeah, and the other thing is too that line as well when it appears in the video, people are kind of like a bit uh, like put a like put a like a back about it. It's like hold on, what? Yeah, I've <laughs> <laughs> probably never heard it before. It's like hold on. You making fun of yourself? It's like those ads, but yeah, yeah. This as I said, this song is so dark. Oh my god, it's dark. I said, like I remember when, like this pre-internet days when we'd heard about this album, and it was just this weird thing. We knew this black album existed, but no one was ever going to hear it. And then this cops out, you know, in the late early nineties, and it's just kind of like this kind of song, and I can't understand why. So if I if I'd heard this instead of love sexy i don't know what i would have done especially this song yeah yeah i i think it's interesting as well because obviously you know um i i feel like kind of the mystique of what the black album is about um you know it it kind of lends some of the songs a little bit of kind of extra weight Mm -hmm. well this is this is prince kind of like you know talking about very kind of like dark things you know uh, uh, like well i mean at this point in the song it kind of it turns from just being about like an abusive relationship to where he actually says you know the words um i've got a gun <laughs> where he's where he's like you know you don't think where he says you don't think i'll kill you now you're fucking right i got a gun and it's like and then and then he actually says oh you're quiet now so the, obviously the person, you know, that he's singing all this kind of abuse at is now so terrified that they're no longer kind of talking or trying to, you know, negotiate or anything or try to lie. They're just basically, they're realizing they have a gun pointed at them and they're, they're just being quiet in an attempt to not be killed. And yeah, I mean, it is kind of, a, you know, it's a very kind of, uh, you know, kind of dark way for it to go. Yeah. Um, and then I like as well how we get a little when we get a little bit where he says little and he goes, yeah, right. It might be little, but it's loud. So we know that this gun that he has is not huge. Uh, and on when Prince performs it on stage, he has he uses his microphone as the gun, which obviously, you know, by the time you get to like Diamonds and Pearls, he had a microphone gun made, mm. um, you know, but like then also the implication is about this might be talking about his penis size as well. So this person who is abusive is maybe being abusive to kind of compensate for the fact that they they don't have a very large penis and so that's why they've also bought a gun is this is the only way that they can kind of control this other person and then and then we kind of get into the more kind of comical aspect of the song uh which is i mean prince says put put the wig on that i bought you and then he says the reddish brown one um and then you know we keep getting little bits of him saying bob ain't that a bitch uh, and it's worth saying as well that this oddly enough the song like the production of it is just like a kind of uh, it's just a pre-programmed drum machine with a kind of very harsh kind of chords. Uh, and if you listen to the chords, particularly when he gets to the whole, you know, put the wig on, I bought you, no, 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 the, bre- the reddish brown one, you can hear the chord changes. And it actually sounds like it's actually a 12-bar blues. Like, that's the structure that's just playing underneath. But Prince just keeps <laughs> improvising and nothing actually ever fits the structure of the, the music. It just keeps playing underneath yeah. as if that's like an excuse for Prince to do the song. And then we kind of, I mean, we, it's not really a chorus, but we get the bit where it's like, uh, Bob, if you're out there, let me see you dance. You said that you were funky. And that does come back, you know, later on in the song. And then, you know, um, <laughs> this is where we hear the police saying, come out with your hands up. And Prince singing, I'll kick your ass. You think I won't? And then it's like, this is your last warning. Um, and then and then you hear the police going, let's get the hell out of here. 
so I don't know what happened there. Um, yeah. <laughs> but then the other lot, the other thing is, oh no, the d- got a laser. Like I'm trying to figure out what's that. What is the laser? <laughs> like he's got a gun. Yeah. We know he's I got d- a gun, but well, he's got a laser. He's got a gun, laser. Though? Or has he got has he has he got a sight like a laser sight or something? I don't know. It seems like a weird thing. It's it's worth mentioning at this point as well that you know um, Prince had a manager called Bob Cavallo, and there's also um, Nelson George who on a couple of Prince documentaries Nelson George kind of is featured very prominently. So you have you know there Bob Cavallo and Nelson George, and then of course you end up with a, a Bob George. Um, and obviously, you know, Bob Cavello himself was a was a manager of Prince. So he was the manager of the skinny motherfucker with the high voice. So, you know, there is, it's, I mean, you know, I don't think at any point Prince would have got a gun and, you know, went and you know, tried to kill Bob Cavello. But, you know, Bob George is kind of Prince almost kind of letting out all this anger that he had <laughs> towards, um, you know, this particular manager. Um, you know, and it's funny as well because when the album was released over here, when the Black Album was eventually released, uh, in the press release they talk about um, <laughs> they talk about Bob George being brutally funny, oh, um, okay. which you know, which I, I don't know if that's just the UK, you know, the UK office for for Warner Brothers just having a little bit of fun yeah. um, and saying that something is brutally funny. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of it's kind of odd. Yeah, I mean. You know, we, after after the whole, you know, the kind of police thing, we then get Prince making the phone call. Obviously on stage, he makes it and, um, you know, he says he's Camille, but in the song he doesn't. He just says he's Mr. George home. And he goes, hello, Mr. George. And we hear like this kind of, almost like a Charlie Brown kind of noise at the other end of the phone. Yeah. Um, and he goes, this is your conscience, motherfucker. And he goes, why don't you leave motherfuckers alone? What's wrong with you? <laughs> and I, I, I just, I, and then this is where he goes, why can't we just dance? Why can't we just dance? Um, and then he goes, I don't talk about you with your little almond-shaped head ass. <laughs> He's like, who the fuck do you think this is? And then this is my favorite part of the song where he goes, I'll kick your ass. And the guitar kind of comes in and he goes, twice. <laughs> and it's just like, um, and then we get towards the end and he goes, Bob, he goes, spell that shit backwards. And he goes, what it say? Same motherfucking shit. <laughs> and we finish with the kind of Bob, ain't that a bitch? And then you kind of get this kind of sound effect of like people arguing or something. And that's kind of the end of the song. But when he does it on stage, you know, we get to the point of the kind of everyone pointing their guitars at him as, you know, Maiko and Levi, as if they are like police officers and Prince's, I don't know, on the ledge at the top of a building or something. Um, and then Prince makes the phone call. And then as it gets to, you know, Bob ain't that a bitch, he, we, ha- we have some gunshots and he gets, you know, he gets killed. Uh, or he possibly kills himself before he can get killed. We don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, that is kind of where, on the Love Sexy tour, that is kind of where the end of the first half of, of the, the kind of the show would be. And then he would come back with Anastasia. And then, you know, everything after that was kind of the lighter songs. But this was kind of like the point at which Prince's dark side gets killed off uh during the during the concert um but yeah i mean I, the thing is as as dark as this song is and essentially it is just someone who is you know an abusive boyfriend getting mad and screaming and shouting um you know and the production itself isn't super complex you know it is just literally like a drum machine and a couple yeah. of chords um i still really enjoy the song you know <laughs> like um you know this this, this is kind of uh, and the, the funny thing is, this is this was recorded, you know, um, like I said, seventh of December, uh, nineteen eighty six, and it was it was done along with um, Le Grind um, and Two Nigs United for West Compton, um, and they were they were played at a birthday party for Sheila Ree, 
that Prince threw a few days later. So this is like a song that Prince recorded for a birthday party, which yeah. is just kind of insane. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And it's worth saying, you know, like, you know, the kind of the subject matter, it's not something that, like what you said, you know, Prince has been the jilted lover in a, in a number of songs up to this point, you know, and he's even, he's even been someone who's had unrequited love and, you know, just, you know, calls people up on the phone and they don't answer him and stuff like that. So for him to actually kind of, kind of get into a relationship where, you know, he is the abusive boyfriend yeah. threatening to kill the girl, like... It is a, like a kind of a really dark turn. Although, you know, this album has, you know, a couple of other darker notes. I mean, you know, Cindy C has him stalking Cindy Crawford and like trying to, you know, maybe not kill her, but certainly something happens at the end of that song as well. So, you know, I just I just find it interesting <laughs> that, that this is this is particularly a song that Prince chose. He also played Super Funky Califage Sexy on on the same tour as well. But he he only did that kind of very briefly. And then Bob George was like the the big finale to the end of the sh- of the first half of the show, so you know it it is kind of like you know this was kind of the centerpiece of this is the end of all the kind of more sexual dark songs, yeah. and you know this is this is going to be you know this is this is it this is the end of the kind of the dark side of Prince and then the light side emerges, yeah. um, so I think it's interesting that he picked basically an unreleased song. <laughs> to, to. As I said, I, I thought the crowd reaction, like, there's always, like, I've been to enough gigs to know, there's always, every once in a while you'll go see a band, and all of a sudden a, a new song gets played, or a song you've never heard gets played. Like, anyone who'd gone to a Prince gig would assume that they're going to know all the songs, and all of a sudden that crowd in Dortmund would have seen that and just gone, what? What the hell's this? <laughs> Then, of course, it does kind of make sense with the dark stuff and then going on to Anastasia and how it flows with the actual gig of the concert itself. And, I mean, it's, I mean, you know, obviously I talked about this when we were talking about the Love Sexy tracks, but obviously, um, you know, this was on Love Sexy Live Part 2, which is the first half of the concert, which is just completely confusing as well. Because if you watch them in, in the order of Part 1, Part 2... This is the final song <laughs> of the whole of the whole kind of concert, um, you know. So I actually, I think Anastasia is also on on the um, on the first cassette. So, but yeah, it's it's just kind of weird that this is this like you would see this and you'd be like, oh, this is the this is the end of the first half of, or this is the end of the whole concert. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. Uh, I just thought that's kind of like an interesting an interesting choice. Uh, but yeah, I mean, for me, I would have to say uh, five out of five. I mean, I, I I really enjoy this song simply because of how kind of crazy and dark it gets, um, you know, and the fact that Prince, you know, the fact that Prince recorded it for someone's birthday party as well is just kind of crazy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and also the fact that he chose to perform this live, you know, and, and it was released on the, you know, the Love Sexy Live home video before it was ever actually released on an album. Like, I just like, I like the idea that he was like, these songs are too dark to release. But a year later, he's still like, well, I really still enjoy these songs, though. So I'm going to perform a couple of them live. It's like, you know, Warner Brothers, you're not allowed to release these songs, but I'm going to perf- I'm going to play a couple live for you. Yeah, why not? I can uh, do whatever the hell I like now. So why not? Why not do it? But yeah, so I mean, you know, like I said, he performed it for the, you know, for the, the 1988, con- you know, tour. And then by the time he got to the end of that tour, you know, in early 1989, that was it. You know, he never... He never kind of performed the song ever again. And I can almost see why, because, 
you know, by the time you, you know, I would, I would guess that you know, Prince as a Jehovah's Witness would go nowhere near a song that is about you know an abusive boyfriend killing or being killed. You know, it just it would not fit with anything. I mean, if it wasn't, if it was too dark for Prince in 1988 to release, yeah. then it's definitely going to be too dark for Prince as a Jehovah's Witness to go anywhere near. Yeah, um, like it, but yeah, I mean, it's just it's kind of just an interesting kind of song, just because the fact that you know Prince had Camille who was like the higher voice. And then he has this character who is the lower voice. And I think it's just interesting that the Prince was able to kind of say to himself, well, look, it isn't me recording this. <laughs> it's somebody else threatening. Someone. Yeah. I think, I think the, mis- I think the mistake of this album kind of helps this song as well. As I said, it was such, as, as I said earlier, this album was such a mystery to me, you know, back in 88, 87 or whatever it was. And it was a mystery. Like, there was no way anyone in Australia would have a copy of this unless they knew someone in the States and they had, you know, it wasn't like, you know, you could just get this off Napstar or BitTorrent it. You actually physically had to get a copy from someone who had a copy that had a copy. Look, I'd give this song like a four and a half, five, maybe even closer to five. But as I said, it is kind of troubling, but it is kind of funny. But I feel bad. I feel like I feel bad that I think it's funny, but... It's it's just the topic, but yeah, as I said, it's just really weird that he only did this character once for this song, really. So it wasn't yeah. like I could, I don't know if he was crazy enough to do like a whole album with just this particular character. It would have been kind of interesting <laughs> and probably troubling. But yeah, I don't. Yeah, and I could see probably like obviously he's not going to play it now, or sorry, wouldn't have played it later in his career. Although he might have, because he's I know he snuck in because I remember the last time I saw him play. He was he snuck in erotic city like like two seconds of it or something like that. So I reckon he could have done that. Where it's like they used to have like a little metal melody and they used to pop like ten seconds of songs or twenty seconds of songs into it. So I could still see you play like a little bit of it, but nothing that has any lyrics. It would just be the beat. That would be it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I guess he could do like a little bit of the music maybe, but I yeah, I wouldn't see him kind of reenacting no. it as much as he did. Nope. Um, <laughs> on 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 that particular one tour, but yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, it's interesting as well, you know, because like the the I like like you say, yeah, the mystique of the album, I think, kind of helped. And I mean, by the time you know it was released, it was labelled as the legendary black album. Mm. <laughs> like yes. like even Warner Brothers kind of you know knew what they had. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I mean. I can I can kind of understand as well why Prince would have listened back to this album and been like, uh, it's probably a little too kind of dangerous. Yeah. Probably don't need to, you know, kind of issue this. Um, and obviously when it was issued, eventually, you know, Warner Brothers gave it real, no real promotion other than just telling people that it was, it was released and that was the end yeah. of it. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you know, like we said, an interesting song and obviously the fact that Prince decided to perform it even though he'd withdrawn the album. That's, that's the kind of interesting part. Is like, you know, in 1987, Prince decided he didn't want to release this album. And then, you know, uh, as, as soon as he went on tour, he was like, yeah, I'm going to play some songs. right, <laughs> and, co- and confuse the crowds. Yeah. Um, you know, unless you unless you saw maybe, a, you know, a couple of nights of, 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 a, of a particular tour, then maybe you would have known what this song was by like yeah. the second or third night, maybe. But uh, yeah, I feel like we said as much as we possibly can about Bob George. So let's go to any plugs. Is there anything you wish to plug? Ah, uh, there's nothing I wish to plug, uh, Darren. Not this time. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast, or you can email us. Not sure why you would at Prince Track by Track at gmail.com. Thanks once more for being my guest, Victor. Ah, uh, thanks, Darren. And otherwise, <laughs> goodbye.